Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am Denise, your host of Hope in Christ. I am the founder of Hope in Christ Ministries. Um, We are a podcast ministry. We are a Christian author's book club and a children's Christian book author's book club, as well as devotional um, inspirational writings. Before we get started, we're going to begin with a word of prayer and then we'll begin today's show. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this platform. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing us here again for a word from you, God. We pray, Father God, that your will be done, not ours, and that you will speak through this broadcast about your existence, the truth of who you are. We thank you for drawing those from the north, south, east, and the west. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, we're going to be talking about the existent one. I was recently studying particular scriptures about the existent one, about God, specifically Deuteronomy 6 and 4. And as I was studying the reading, rather, the whole chapter of Deuteronomy, 6 verse 4 stood out to me. And I'll read it, and then I'll read how I broke it down, and we'll have, we'll talk about it. Um, Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, is one Lord. Let me read that again. Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, is one Lord. So I'm, I broke down the words and I broke down each particular keyword that's in this scripture because it was so profound. It's short but profound to me. And I think in today's time, we don't go back And really, really look at God's word in the Old Testament. But the Old Testament is the mirror almost to the New Testament. The mirror to um, helping us understand the New Testament. And when Christ appeared in the flesh. um, So the Old Testament is very, very powerful to me. So I began to look at the the different words. And the first word is here. When I looked up the word here, it says, pay attention, pay attention, give ear to, and not only just pay attention and give ear, but it means to obey. That means to respond to what I'm saying. And Lord, in this particular scripture says, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord. The word Lord Here is the self-existent or eternal one. Let me say that again. The self-existent or eternal one. So Lord, then our God. So God is judge, ruler, mighty one. Now the word one here means a certain, only United, alone, altogether. 
So it says, the Lord our God is one Lord. So to me, this verse means pay attention and obey, O Israel. The Lord, the self-existent, eternal one, our Elohim, judge, ruler, mighty one, creator, is one, united, alone, altogether, only a certain Lord, self-existent, the only one, is what I get from reading this particular scripture, the only one. So my thoughts were, the verse means that God is God and there is no other. We must respond to that truth and walk in obedience to our creator. Because the scripture says, again, it's short, but it is profound. The writer of Deuteronomy says, hear. Meaning, don't just hear what I'm saying. Do something about it. We must respond to that truth and walk in obedience to the creator. He is not who everyone else makes him up to be. He's not all these other religions. The word here says he is the existent, self-existent one. The eternal God. Deuteronomy speaks that. He can prove that he alone is the creator. Look at all of us. And there's something on the inside that tells us that he alone is God. Let's look at a few more. Isaiah 42 and 8 says, I am the Lord. That is my name. There's that word again, Lord. The self-existent one. That is my name. And my glory will I not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. He said, I am the Lord. I am the self-existent one. That is me. He said, that is my name. He said, my glory, my honor. That's what glory means. My reverence. My glory, my reverence, my honor, I will not give to another. Because only he receives the glory. If he's the self-existent one, he is the only one that can receive glory and reverence and honor. And then he says, neither my praise. So not only am I going to surrender my glory, but I will not even give my praise to a graven image. Praise. What does that mean? Adoration. Thanksgiving. That when we adore you, Father. When we say we adore you, when we stand and we sing and we worship. We say, Lord, we glorify you. We adore you. We magnify you. He said, I will not give that to a graven image. Why? Because a graven image is nothing, can do nothing for us. But today, in the times we live, we find ourselves 
giving the praise to graven images. God said, they can't have my praise. I'm alone, the self-existent one. And so when we, a lot of times we think about all oh, the Old Testament, they worship idols. They made these little idols and, and, and sculptures and things like that. And we, that's all we think about. But what about when we make ourselves our own idol? What about when we try to figure it out on our own and we know that God is saying, I'm the self-existent one. Trust me. What about when we philosophize with everybody else or when we listen to the philosophies of all the other people where the Bible really talks about God saying that their philosophies, he, he just, God laughs at the philosophies that people come up with because he knows I am God. He said, I give my glory to no one. No one can take his glory. No one can be honored in reverence but him. Why? Because he's the self-existent one. When people question, what? Oh, well, Christmas, when we celebrate Christmas and they say the virgin was would uh, uh, give birth and, and when Prophet Isaiah prophesied that the virgin would be with child and um, she would give birth and the zeal of the Almighty would do this. When people say, how can this happen? Because he is the self-existent one. And when he created us, he created us because he wanted us. He loves us. He, we are his children. We are his creation. So he knew, I believe, he already knew what we were going to do or how we would respond and how we would use our free will. So he had a plan and action, an action plan in place. Before the beginning, before he even thought about making man, there was a plan in place. Why? Because he knew once I give them free will, he already knows. So his mercy endures forever because he's self-existent. He's the mighty one. He's the ruler. He's the Lord God, the creator of our being. The one that could. Stop us from breathing as we speak. But his mercy endures forever. And so we have to get back to this same scripture. Deuteronomy 4. I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 6 and verse 4. We have to get back to that scripture. Hear, O Israel. Not just here, oh Israel, here, oh United States, here, oh family members, here, oh world, the Lord, our God, is one Lord. He's the only true and living God. All together, He is God. There is no other. Now, there's another scripture that is in the New Testament that I took a look at. And it's John 8 and 58. And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say to you, Before Abraham was, I am. Let me read that one more time. In John 8 and 58, Jesus says 
unto them. Verily, verily I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Now many of us remember that Abraham is our forefathers in the scriptures, forefather of the faith. He's from the Old Testament, born many, 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 many years before Christ. Was even thought about on the scene of the earth. Jesus is standing before people and saying, before Abraham was, before he existed. He didn't say I was. He said I am. We have to hear that scripture. He never said, before Abraham was, I was. And in the English sense of the word, he's saying before Abraham was, meaning past tense. The next part of that should have been past tense. But he said, I am. And so I begin to look up those particular words. And I found Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. Jehovah, God, from the Old Testament that they spoke of, right, is salvation. Verily, when he said verily, verily, he said, Amen. Where we get the word amen from in church. Amen. Firm. Surely. Truly. I say to you. He's saying surely I'm I'm talking to you right now. And I'm saying to you. That before Abraham ever existed. I am. So then we looked up am. Paying attention to that particular word. Said I am. I exist. I exist to be, to be present. And after he spoke that, that particular verse, the people picked up stones to throw at him. Why? Because in that verse, he was declaring he's eternal. He is King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So in today's world, when there's so many other philosophies, Jesus is saying before Abraham was, before Buddha was, before um, whoever the person um, believes in, before they were, I am. I exist. He was saying, I'm the eternal one. The one that was spoken of, I'm revealing myself in the flesh. And as I sat and I thought about it, I said, God, what a great mystery. But there's something on the inside that he put on the inside of us. There are other scriptures that go on to say that he, all things came into being Through him. Through Jesus. And without him nothing was made that was made. They're talking about Jesus. 
So hold on, hold on. How can nothing that was made be made through him if he's not eternal, if he's not God? So when I hear people say, oh, um, well, God can reveal himself as a woman or or, or this person, the God can be this and God can be that. No, the scriptures are specific. The scriptures are specific and God shows proof of himself within us. We know for a fact that Jesus Christ is the true and living God. There's something on the inside of us that shows that he's truth. And outside of him, there is no other God. He came born in a manger. He was placed in a manger. He came that we may have life. What life? Eternal life. Abundant life here in him, but eternal life to restore us back to what God created us in the first place. He came to restore, redeem, bring us back. Think about it. Only he could do it. If our blood drips, it don't mean nothing. We just bleeding. But his blood is eternal. His blood is the self-existent, eternal one. And he came. And we don't have to walk in sin. We don't have to be yoked in sin any longer. He came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So we must remember To hear, O Israel, hear, O world, hear, O family members, hear, O United States, hear, listen, the Lord, our God, is one Lord. And the scripture after that goes on to say how we're supposed to respond to that fact. And you are to love your God, the Lord your God, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your might. That's how we're supposed to, we are supposed to respond to that fact. With all of our heart, that means our heart, we have to give to him. We can't have it where our heart is torn between I want to love God I want to love my my family I want to love my other people around me I want their opinion I care more about what they have to say but I do love you God I like you Jesus but um, I'm more concerned over here love him with all of our heart with all of our might and all of our soul we have to respond to the creator and fall in love with him he will draw us by his spirit 
as we surrender, as we seek his face and turn away from the false graven images, as, as the scripture calls it, false idols, graven image. And when Jesus and even in the Old Testament, when they would describe the graven image, they said, go ahead and pray to them. Go ahead, pray, pray to, pray to your gods. And see what they do for you. We have to remember that only God can do anything but fail. And you're probably saying, okay, but, um, well, my family member has cancer. Or, well, this child in my family or this child I know passed away. We, we, we understand. We live in a fallen world. A fallen world that has turned away from God. And things happen around us. Life happens around us. But God never ceases to be who he is. He said, I never leave you. Nor forsake you. Because someone passed. That doesn't mean he forsook us. He's still there. Wanting to wipe our tears away, wanting us to surrender and wrap our he wants to wrap his arms around us and he wants us to bask in his presence so that he can give us peace. I share this on my this podcast today because it took me realizing that God is the self existent one, the eternal father, the one who created me, the one who gave me my family. The one who gave me my son, my mom, my dad, my my husband, my everything that I have, he gave it to me. Um, we we have it for a time, but eventually, as time goes by, people will pass away, and sometimes prematurely. But we pray and intercede on their behalf um, for them. But even when it happens, as difficult as it is, God is still. On his throne. He's not vengeful. He's not a hateful God. He loves us. He said if my people. If my people. If my people. Many have turned away from God. And I know for me. I struggled for a very long time. And I want to share my testimony before we close. As I was reading this. I I just reminded that this Christmas. For the first time, I didn't weep. I didn't weep for one of the first times in in eight years where my dad died on Christmas morning. I thought it was unfair for a very long time. I didn't understand it. I did not know what, what did I do wrong? Why did he have to suffer? But God, in his infinite, in his infinite self, his eternal self-existent power, he wrapped me in his loving arms and he gave me peace and joy in him knowing that my father is no longer suffering with um, kidney failure and um, damage to his heart because of fluid and that I can remember the great beautiful person that he was 
that he displayed Jesus to me. The love that he showed. The love that he showed. And so I say to you that if you have lost someone, if you are trying to understand, seek God. Knowing that he is the self-existent, eternal one, the mighty God, the true and living God. If he's he has the power to be then and, and 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 exist within himself. No one made him. He is self-existent. He has the power to deliver us. He has the power to set us free. He has the power to give us peace. That surpasses all understanding. Even in the midst of losing someone. So I encourage you today to trust him. Lean not into your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. Remember, we have to respond to the fact that he is God, the self-existent, eternal one. He is altogether alone, the true and living God. We have to respond to that. Thank you for listening. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, O God, for this time. I pray for the comforting of the hearts of those that need to hear this, God, that you are drawing by your spirit, O God. I pray, Father God, that you would show up in their lives, wrap your arms around them, let them know, Lord, that you never stop loving us, that you never stop loving us. The, the cares of this world draw us away from you, but you continue to you continue to stand there and say, Come unto me. Come unto me, all who are laden and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke. Take my yoke. You stand with open arms, but we have to surrender. Our spirit, man, our soul, every fiber of our being to you because you created us. You created us in your image. You know what we need. You love us unconditionally. So I pray for those that need you today, God. Draw them by your spirit. Draw them nearer unto you. Deliver and set free. May they feel your love, your comfort, your joy, and your peace. And may they lift your name on high. Because you alone are God. You alone are God. There is no other. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening. Be blessed and hope in Christ.